Hello, welcome to Stomping Grounds. Uh, welcome back. Hope you're all well as lockdown is being eased in the UK. If you're listening abroad, don't really know what's happening anywhere else, but I hope you're all right. Thanks for tuning in. Um, if you've not been here before, this is the podcast where I talk to other comedians about where they grew up. And today I'm going to be talking to Heidi Reagan, who's from Australia. And it turns out her parents are from not far from where I grew up. That's interesting to me. Who knows if it'll be interesting to you? The only way to find out is to listen to the podcast. I'm pretty good at sales, I think. Um, That's the pitch. Um, Check it out. Here it comes, talking to Heidi Reagan on my podcast. Thanks. Um, (laughs) So you're living in... Are you in England now? I am. You're in London. I'm in London. London. Yeah. Cool. And how is that at the moment? Um, At the moment, it is... um, It feels... uh, I think the last month, uh, January was really hard, January 2021. Mm. And um, to go with the topic of your show, I would say Mm. that... um, I have never been so homesick in my life. I've been really? in London for like, uh, it'll be 13 years in April. And I've been like, I love my home and I miss it. Mm. But um, being in a pandemic, well, <laughs> it's yeah. having my mum and dad send me video of the beach every day and oh, the lack of pandemic worries. And also just like, that's the the shallow part to it. But um just uh yeah I've been very nostalgic just because we're so locked up and all the stuff that I love about London has been taken away yeah and just feeling very far from you know your family and old friends and that so uh but I am fine but and Good. we live near a park so that's nice we don't have a garden but we go to the park oh, okay. but I'm a bit sick of the park after a Was year that the, is that the park I bumped into you at because I think that might be the last time I saw you which wait when which park I bumped into you in a park when I was on my way to do a very, very minor part in an advert. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. And I often see people filming there and I think, I wonder if Billy's on this one. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, that park. So where is where is home? So you're, you're from Australia, which yep. is probably obvious to most people. Yep. Um, no, and... some people don't spot it now. And then I feel bad that I'm really? getting a bland accent. Yeah. Nah, it's definitely, you definitely sound Oz to me. I'm glad, yeah. Um, but, so, um, when you say you're homesick, is where you go back to Australia now, where you grew up? Yes, yep, I right. grew up in Newcastle, which is north of, two hours north of Sydney. Okay. And um, I lived there until I was 22, because I went to uni in my hometown as well which nearly mm-hmm. all my friends did so right. um and then yeah so when I go back mum dad still lives there and yeah very nice and so what what was your like what's your teenage years what kind of was that the 90s I want to yes. guess yeah yeah cool. yeah so what was um what was the name of your town again sorry Newcastle Newcastle I don't know why I didn't yeah. remember that um, what was Newcastle like in the 90s for teenagers? Was it a good place to grow up? Um, well, uh, it was, like, as in, I think I always liked it, like, I always loved it, and I was very happy there, hence why I was very happy to stay into uni and then a year past uni. Um, and so, and I've always been someone who's, like, 
very happy where I am. Like as soon as I moved to Sydney after that, I was then like, oh, I love in Sydney. And then I moved to London and went, oh my God, I love London. Everywhere that I live is so nice. <laughs> but um, but Newcastle does feel idyllic. And I think I've always thought that, but the last year has made me think, oh, what a, I would, it would be such a good place to bring out kids. It's such a, right, right. yeah, very chilled town. Like, That's good. So you obviously had a pretty good time there if you would want to put another human being through that yeah yeah, yeah. and like <laughs> i was um that's the if, ultimate review isn't it of a it city is yeah I, I would tried raise my it kids out. <laughs> yeah and also that i'd be willing to live there again as the adult so i would know it's not going to be as idyllic because nothing's as idyllic when you're an adult but mm. i'd be happy to you know i say that i'm not putting my money where my mouth is i'm in london so <laughs> <laughs> so is it so it's by the it's on the coast you said yeah yeah cool. yeah so it was there like a big kind of water sports culture if well, yeah water me. sports yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> filthy billy <laughs> um yes it is a big uh, surfing town um yeah. and uh i never i have jokes about like i burn very easily so uh, we went to the right. beach like everyone went to the beach a fair bit but i wasn't like gotta go suntan at the beach i was like i must leave at midday because i will burn and blah blah, blah. Right, so right. um but my brother, he got into surfing and um, like lots of my friends, like would like all male friends actually. It's a bit sexist right. if I think about it. What sexist we were, um, but all my male <laughs> friends, uh, well, some of my male friends surfed and, um, but it wasn't like, I think uh, it wasn't like everyone, anyone known for by their surfing kind of thing. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Surfing was there, uh, but I didn't think about it. <laughs> right. So you weren't like, I, I mean, um, you know, I don't like to make assumptions about people, but you don't come across like a sporty person. Well, that is so hurtful. Uh, it <laughs> happens to be accurate, but I yeah. would like that you would have had to ask before you said that. No, no. The weird thing with that is, though, that um, I was very not sporty and like Australia is pretty sporty. I've now realized, but you don't realize that when you're in it, mm. like the, the frog in the boiling water or whatever. But I just knew that like there were certain things about sport that stressed me because I was like, oh, like I've, <laughs> I tried to do a thing on stage once where I said, oh, you know, I was so stressed as a, I had this huge shame as a teenager because I never learned how to dive into a pool properly. Like I just didn't right. master it in my early years and then got away mm. with it. But then I was terrified of anyone seeing it. And at the sport, at the swimming carnivals, I'd always just do backstroke because I didn't have to dive in and blah, blah, and all this. And right. I was doing this on stage to silence in London. <laughs> and I was like, like, do you guys all, is diving into a pool a big thing for you and they were like we don't know why you're <laughs> going on about this trauma but um but yeah so sports like kind of I think more important than you realize but then when I moved here and I was like I can't do any sport but I live with these mm. uh three English people who just I just did some sports in front of them like really basic like I'd hit a cricket ball or I'd do some swimming in front of saying, and they kept going. They now think that I'm secretly good at sport just because I've caught some balls in front of them, and it looks like they're like, "Oh, you're Australian. You're a natural sports woman." Blah blah. But right, right. So, so is that a sort of 
a, a sort of a positive stereotype that people assume Australians are sporty? Is that a thing? I think, uh, well, I think they think we're obsessed with sport and which none right. of my friends really were. But mm. I think, and I didn't think we, any of us cared about sport or were good at sport. But I think then like swimming particularly, I found out then when I did some laps in front of a friend, it was like, I, he swam laps for the last 20 years and he went, oh my God, you're such a, and I'm not good. But he was like, you've got this because we all just get taught it so much. So right. I think there's certain... Basically, I am very bad at sport, but I'm trying to convince myself that I'm better than I was just by being around people who didn't have to do it quite as much. Got you. Got you. Yeah. So Newcastle, is it like, is it a town? Is it a village? Is it a city? I don't, I really don't it's, know. Anything about I think Australia. it's like, it's a city. I think it's the sixth or seventh biggest city in Australia. Right. But um, I'm not sure. I'm so bad on the numbers, but it's like got a city center and then it's got a huge spread of suburbs like most of it is suburbs and then there's right. like not whatever it is past suburbs um and it's like a um it was a coal mining town and then we got a steel work so we're kind of we were most best known as a steel city and we had like right. quite a rep i think i'm gonna get all that mum and dad are gonna listen to this and say no hey that's not <laughs> right but we were known as um the steel city that was like slogans and stuff for years um right. so kind, uh, kind of industrial as uh, yeah it's a lot like it's quite similar to newcastle here like right, we're because right. i think it's a big port it's like the biggest port coal port in australia in the world or something crazy oh wow so right. we've got a huge amount of coal ships and that that come into the harbor and mm. then there's a university as well which is quite similar to newcastle here so you've got Right. uni town and we had steelworks until like they shut in the late 90s i think but mm. the main employer for the town from for most of the 1900s i think mm. yeah that's interesting i feel like i'm learning i mean yeah i'm gonna have to do some sort of graph and you know compare everyone's town's gdps and stuff and see who's you know the best I had um, a I had a joke on stage where I would say the GDP of our Newcastle versus the Newcastle here and uh, looked it up, but um I can't remember what it was, so I can't tell you. <laughs> but the joke right. went really well. <laughs> um, oh, I I don't doubt it. I don't. Doubt it. <laughs> I know that um, London crowds really like a bit of um, finance material, so that's yeah. I yeah, 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 down. yeah. Um, so. Growing up in Australia, I don't really know, like, I don't, really don't know much about Australia. My my knowledge of Australia is, like, I was going to say Neighbours, but even then, I only watched a few episodes of it when I was a teenager. So yeah, yeah. I, I really, I'm really interested to learn, like, w what it's all about. Obviously, you don't, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a massive place, but uh, <laughs> it's good to get a bit of an insight. Did you have any, like, where in Newcastle, sort of any, like, local like legends or kind of like folk tales of like a particular house or people or a group or anything like that yeah yeah um I don't this is one thing I'm not sure of um like I tried to ask my brother and he was like no like all our yeah no I, <laughs> I don't think we have any folk tales I have off the, I've texted mum and dad saying, when you wake up, if you know any local legend stories, <laughs> I was just checking on my phone. Um, but yeah, I don't really know any of those or if 
I've forgotten them. Um, I was trying to think like local legend and that, but the, the main thing, it's not like an old story or anything, but suddenly thing, the thing I just suddenly thought of like, it's not a local hero, but it was the most exciting thing I thought had ever happened. It was in 2007. It was just before I moved here and we had a, like the biggest storm that had ever hit Newcastle. And it was like one of the biggest storms that had ever hit. Mm. Um, and it was like, we had flooding and that, but the crazy thing that happened was a coal, a coal tank or an oil tanker, mm. an oil tanker, I think that was giant oil tanker being driven by this Norwegian captain uh, who became famous for his, he like didn't listen to what they said about stay away. And I think he was mm. trying to come into the harbor and because the storm was so strong, his the whole oil tanker washed up on our main beach. And it was the most exciting thing that's ever, uh, like we went in to look at it. There was like huge liner cars. It was the Pasha Volker and it became famous locally because it was, we had a, like you should look up photos of it. It was the yeah. most impressive thing I've ever seen. Like the biggest ship on earth just stuck on our beach. We thought they'd leave it there and we'd have an awesome shipwreck but um, <laughs> apparently that was really dangerous for the environment right, yeah, so they yeah, I can took it away <laughs> yeah no, that's, that's, that's exactly not a local kind of, legend <laughs> no that's exactly the kind of thing i'm after like you know you know so it'll be like oh were you there when that happened kind of thing yeah, you know, that, kind yeah. Of, that kind of like an event or yeah yeah I mean, that, that kind of beats mine where like in in my in my hometown we had like um a fair that would come around like two or three times a year and yeah. this legend sort of started that um, the, and the opening night of the fair, um, we called Death Night because the the rides hadn't been tested yet. Like they wouldn't do that, you know. <laughs> so, like if you went on the first night, there's a chance you could die. You know, someone died like three years ago, and um, uh, like no one ever died. It was just like yeah, um, yeah. Little... So yeah, um, that's not as good as a big oil tanker crash, I don't think. But, well, yeah, mine has it. photographic evidence. That's the only trump there. But... That is, yeah. You don't want to Google. Northwest Fair Death. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What what town? Where are you from again? So Billy? I'm from. Um, well, I live. I came from a village outside of a town called Northwich, which is in the northwest of England in Cheshire. So I grew up exactly sort of in between Liverpool and Manchester. Which yeah, is... that's crazy. My mum is from a little town in between Liverpool and Manchester because she uh, moved out to Australia when she was twelve. Where, but she where? came. From... Um, Helsby Hill. Oh my God. I used to go up Helsby Hill all the time. That's where my mum's, that was her idyllic because she was like, oh, it was a little like, oh, I forget if, was it a mining town or something? It wasn't a mining town, but she was like, oh, there wasn't much going on, but we had Helsby Hill and that was our idyllic yeah, childhood. Yeah, there used, um, used to be a nightclub at the top of it at one point, apparently, um, which probably would have been her era, I want to say. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. Like, it's really, really beautiful, just like really sort of, nice hill <laughs> with very yeah, like, yeah, yeah when you get to the top like you can see across like the mersey estuary and you can see all that ellesmere port all the factories and stuff which is its own kind of like beauty as well it's just really nice beautiful lights everywhere yeah i, I really like helsby yeah 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 oh how funny so yeah i'm 10 15 minute drive from there is where i grew up oh so, crazy yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah so um yeah, I imagine it's very different to Australia. I can imagine that was a bit of a culture shock. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so Yeah, well, she went from an idyllic uh, 
lovely Helsby Hill or the, like the way she described it was like where like you know they lived in a tiny house and all that kind of thing but they had this mm. hill and then yeah. she moved from there to the middle of the western suburbs in Sydney which is like was pretty bleak at the, that time <laughs> right, she, right. and she was like oh <laughs> I'm surrounded by <laughs> urbanization and yeah yeah well I thought it must have been really interesting like yeah to complete complete uh change of everything really um so I'm really interested to ask you this because you're the first I think you're the first person I've spoken to no not not from abroad but certainly Australia um and I'd be interested to know what the kind of like what were the kind of social groups growing up where you were so uh you know I say this every time but you know obviously in the 90s when I was growing up you had like your moshers or grungers you might be called you had your trendies you had your townies you know what were your sort of social groups growing up yeah yeah well we had so I was trying to ask my friends about this as well and we came up with a few but the caveat to that is like what I loved about Newcastle and love now is that we didn't really I never felt like there were any groups that we were specific they did okay. there was definitely no like oh I'm I'm a blah blah because it was all just suburbia and mm -hmm. that was it so it was just you hung out with your friends from school and blah 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 but within that we did have grunge was a thing mm -hmm. um it's not like there was a group that were the grunge group and blah. I just mm. know that, you know, sometimes I tried to wear like a flannel shirt and I'd be like, maybe I could be grungy and then couldn't pull <laughs> off anything else with it. Um, we had like, you know, there would have been groups that were surfers. One thing yeah. we had that was probably quite unique to us was, um, uh, or probably not actually, but we had, um, I they had different names, but like Hoons or someone called them jabbers I don't remember that but jabbers, it was just wow. it was people who had like rev heads had just uh like teenagers and in their 20s and that they got their cut because driving was a huge thing in Newcastle soon you oh, could okay. drive you got your license but they would just drive and still do drive their souped up cars round and round and round the beach road see we we would call hang them... out in Macca's McDonald's uh car right. park so we had that too but we call them boy racers I think like, yeah, same thing. Jab jabbers is way more interesting. Although yeah, I don't know what jabbers comes. I don't know. I'm scared yeah, to find out. It's an offensive term. <laughs> yeah, it could be. Because <laughs> I know you know this does come up a lot. So obviously, talking to a lot of people from the UK when I'm on this podcast, um, the subject of chavs comes up, which is you know largely regarded as a pejorative now, and and, and yeah, uh, yeah, and not a very nice thing to say. Um, bearing that in mind, from what I understand the Australian equivalent would be bogans. And that's something you're not, it's the same sort of thing as it's so basically, it's a kind of a classist term. Yes, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, is, um, so would you, but would you have people that you would describe as such, like not saying you would use that word, but is that yeah. sort of like that people would be a bit like not very nice to them and then, oh, they're the bogans sort of thing. Or I yeah, I nice and inclusive. Than that. Well, like as in, I definitely don't remember specifically, like it wasn't like someone at school, you'd say she's a bogan it was more yeah, bogan yeah. was a word that i knew and it was mm -hmm. like if someone was shouting on the street and had a really strong aussie accent or something like there's only meant to be three accents in australia and i think one of them is broad and mm -hmm. that can be interpreted as bogan so that might have been uh you know if someone was 
you were speaking nastily about someone on yeah. the street shouting yeah. with a who sounded like a bogan um mm. and i think bogans would have had like there would have been like a dress a type of dress throughout the years that would be ascribed to bogans like right you know flannel shirts at one point before they were grunge or after mm -hmm. they were grunge or whatever so yeah but it yeah. wasn't like a in terms of day-to-day -day for me it wasn't like oh those kids are the bogans and those kids are the sure. surfers it was yeah well, I mean, I'm not trying to get you cancelled or anything. I'm just like, no, um, no, no. I, I'm no, just, but I, I, I like comparing about like these kind of like all negative and positive things about if, where people grew up, you know. And I think it's yeah, interesting yeah, yeah. that wherever you are in the world, there is othering basically. You know? Oh, definitely. So, and there's also yeah. uh, these people earn less, and we subconsciously describe them in this way. But yeah, I think yeah. I yeah I thought about a lot since living here and noticing like the obviously class is just so huge here and then it yeah. makes me try to figure out what our equivalents were or what we came close to but yeah i think bogan would be it's i think in australia it's like just there's the extreme those people are super rich and those people are bogan and then mm. the rest is a lot less degradations than it is here it's yeah is is it similar to i imagine i don't know but like say in america so it tends to be the rural areas where people are hillbillies and it tends to be, you know, so is it kind of like a, a rural thing in Australia that the Bogans are, you know, I feel really conscious of saying that word over and over again, after having said it's a pejorative, but it's just necessary for to have this conversation. Yeah, um, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So is it kind of more of a, as, as well as a class thing, kind of a, um, a geog geograph geographical thing is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, um, I'm not sure because when I think of Bogan, I think of people in the city equally to in the okay. country. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure what it would be. It's also something where I feel so confused about all because I was 26 when I moved here and I hadn't noticed any, you know, a lot of this stuff. And so now I don't know, was I completely blind or have things changed I don't I feel like being here 13 years I don't feel like I can be an expert on a lot of what's going on because I feel like um I haven't lived in Australia for so long like I don't know how it works anymore but yeah that's my memory but yeah sure no I just I mean weirdly the only I've never heard that word from someone Australian or like even in the media and stuff the only reason I know that word is because there's like a themed quiz night in Brighton that's called Bogan Bingo and that you like dress up and stuff. Um, is that an Australian export or is it just a weird sort of like... Oh, uh, no, I mean, it's definitely a word that gets used. And I think like, as in we would use it amongst each other as friends saying like... Oh, no, I mean the, the actual concept of a Bogan Bingo night. Is that oh, like... I don't know. Yeah, I've never heard of that. <laughs> right, yeah. I know, I just thought it was... I was like, what on earth is that? And then someone explained to me like, well, basically... You know, you know how some people we have this horrible word here that means these kind of people. Well, Australia has one too, and that's yeah, how yeah. I became aware of it. But I just I, I don't know why I thought I'd bring that up. But that's that's why I know the word is basically what I'm yeah. saying. So I don't, I don't, I don't think you have it. Think, I think the concept of hillbilly is pretty worldwide. Like everyone knows what that means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I don't think it the the that the the word bogan has. Uh, had the same reach is what i'm trying to, yeah, trying yeah. to get to yeah um, yeah i don't reckon you would call a night bogan bingo in australia but no like you might sound like you're being I, that sounds like someone who's doing it here in the safety of not being <laughs> like yeah. an australian being rude yeah sure <laughs> but, 
So, I mean, I know you said there weren't really sort of strong, like specific social groups, but where, where did you kind of fit in, in Newcastle in the nineties? What was your, your scene, your vibe? My, my vibe was like, I was just, I was uncool, but no, no one bothered me about it. And everyone was okay. real nice. And I was like, place to be. yeah, I was nerdy, but not in a, like, just as in, didn't do the, go for the sports. Mm-hmm. Loved watching The Simpsons. So that's not really nerdy, but you know, um, uh, yeah, but yeah, dressed terribly. And like, right. I, sh- I think I, I should have been so much more miserable because I was very <laughs> unattractive, very badly dressed, uh, would come out years later. So I, mm-hmm. I like, I was repressing a lot of stuff probably, but, um, but everyone was just very nice. That's all I, I think of when I think of Newey is like, no one bothered any, like no one bothered me. And um, yeah, everyone was well, chilled. This, this sounds, well, you know, you've already said you'd happily bring up children. It sounds like a great place to be. Um, and like, aside from the, the huge oil crash, um, <laughs> one thing I like to, to ask people is, so the best way I can sort of describe it is, um, in simple terms, like your town's claim to fame, but w- the way I would describe it is if you say you were really attracted to someone from a different town and you want yeah. to show off about Newcastle, what yeah, would you yeah. get? Um, <laughs> I think the way I used to, sh- would have shown off, which never would have worked, like as in if I was showing <laughs> off to someone now and when I try to uh, constantly, especially in the last few months, uh, make Newcastle sound great to my fiance I just go on and on about the beaches which when I was living Mm. there I didn't go on about it because I was just like whatever but now that we live in London for this long I'm like oh I can see they're quite nice and she likes the water Uh, but that's an adult way but the way I used to try and impress people especially in Australia where everyone has beaches so that's not going to impress them is our claim to fame was which I don't think you'll know them we had silver chair I know silver chair Oh, you know, because you had yeah, grunge. Yeah. You were yeah, into yeah. grunge. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So many people who don't know them. And they, so Silverchair's from Newcastle. And it was very oh, wow, right. specifically cool. exciting for me because they um, they became famous when I was in like year seven or something. Yeah, year seven. Mm-hmm. We just started high school. And the brother of the lead singer was in my year at school. And we oh, went to, so he was in a couple cool. of my classes. Not that, like, that was very exciting. It's not like we ever interacted or ever cared about that, but it was just very exciting when you met someone, you go, Silverchair's from Newcastle and his brother is in my year. We don't talk, but, you know. No, that, that is cool. I, like, I, yeah, yeah. I didn't even, I mean, I, I'm, I, was, I wasn't like a huge fan, but I was definitely aware of them. I remember seeing their videos and I, I seem to remember they had a bit of a baby Nirvana kind of like. They did, yeah. Thrown at them, you know. But I just yeah. assumed it from America because, I'd never heard them speak. Apart, I've only yeah, heard yeah, them yeah. Speak, so, um, I had no idea there was like an uh, an Australian grunge scene. Yeah, well, they were they were huge. They were like one of our biggest bands ever in Australia, and um, so we were very excited. And Australia, uh, Newcastle is quite not faint, but we're very proud that we've got lots of like little surprising like comedians and bands. Like, there's another band called the Screaming Jets from Newcastle, and there's a few comedians that have come from there. Um, like Sarah Kendall is from there. Who is, ah, cool. I went to yeah, see her. She, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she went to the same school as me. So Amazing. It's a small, it's Newcastle is quite small. 
um but yeah but yeah so we're quite proud that it's like it always had a reputation as being just a coal city and a steel city but also Mm. had these like random little you know artists and stuff do you know a band the only band i know from australia that i knew for certain were from australia when i was younger it might i don't know how niche this is you might know do you know frenzel romb Yes, like, I mean, I know, the, I know the name and like I remember them being a thing, but I can't actually think of any of their songs right now. But yeah, definitely them. Yeah, I had like a, a scar phase um, when I was growing up and I went to see a band, I can't remember who it was now, I think it might have been Cap Down, but they're like kind of like a punk ska band from, from I think Bristol. But anyway, their support band was Frenzel Romp and uh, they were pretty cool. I just oh. thought I'd throw that in there. Yeah. Um, so you do well we've kind of covered this but you you definitely miss where you're from right so you yeah, yeah. um b- before lockdown was that i mean uh, was that just as acute or is it, is it really sort of brought it out because you can't go anywhere do you think or? i think lockdown has really affected it um mm. because also because like we were meant to go back there at christmas just gone was the plan to go get married like get married here and then there and mm. now I'm feeling very much like the fact that we can't do it maybe for another year or so so it'll be three years or more before, since I've been home so I think that's making it very acute but um but I also was yeah missing it in general quite a bit um and yeah but then I go like all the work I want like I love London and I love doing work here so mm. it's a tricky one and I I the majority of your family still in your hometown is that right no my mum and dad are there and then my brother lives here in in Venice up in the highlands ah wow yes which is nice for me but awful for my parents and another reason I feel very homesick and guilty constantly because they are on literally the furthest you can get on the other side of the world and uh, both their kids are here so Hmm. And do you do you have like do a lot of your friends growing up? Do they still live in Newcastle? Do you see them when you go back? Or I see them all when I go back. But um, we all we've all there's I think there's four of them in Newey now, and then the rest are scattered around Australia. And then um, there's one who's currently in Dubai. Um, but yeah, but weirdly, when I first moved here, there's, we've got a little group that we've been friends since high school and we've got, you know, mm. WhatsApp and that and kept in touch. And when I moved here over about five years, there was a, six of us, I think, that lived here. But now they've all gone back except for me. So, which is very sad. <laughs> yeah, that is. I, I seem to remember that. Did you have a bit about them? In fact, I think there's a lot of your show that I came to see was about that group of friends. Is that the same group of friends or? Um, one of them, yeah. Um, right. uh, yeah, that we watched all the shark movies together. Yeah, yeah that was, yeah, that that was two friends from uni and yeah, and I lived with them both, but um, yeah. But yeah, so we had a few come over here. Yeah. And then I don't know why back. we all moved to London, but um, it was yeah. awesome for me. And then, yeah, they've all moved back. So yeah, but Australia's so big when you go back it's one of those things I'm sure you get this but if you go back at Christmas and then all your friends are back at Christmas mm. and I sit so in my head I'm like New Year's where all my friends live and we can all drive <laughs> five minutes to see each other and then they're like we haven't seen each other since you were last uh, year <laughs> like because they're on the other side of the country 
Yeah, it can be a kind of mixed blessing because I remember the first few times I went back home after having been, uh, well, but whilst being at university, so when I went back at Christmas or whatever, it was kind of like I'd always want to go into town and see like that all my friends were still there and that we were all, you know, I just bump into them and stuff. And then I'd be a bit disappointed that they weren't and they'd all sort of moved on and stuff. And then every now and again, you'd be bump into someone as time went by. It's like, oh, you're still here, really? <laughs> you know, so like, <laughs> yeah. it's amazing how quickly that changes from like, oh, I want everything to be exactly the same to like, oh my God, everything is exactly the same. Well, um, I think I've gone now back around that and now I'm back to, oh, I wish everything was like, yeah, it would be so nice if you circle, could go yeah. there. And but then also, you'd probably have FOMO about all your like, it would feel like they were all still like they were in uni all living near each other yeah. and you were on the other side of the world so mm. I'd rather they were all miserable and separate <laughs> and they could make me feel better if I can't have you no one can yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so I mean I guess you've, you've kind of answered this already but I, I just like to I'm ask really you, good at answering your questions you in are, advance. You really so are. I'm so impressed. <laughs> that's great um you sound like you're pretty proud of where you're from would you say you're proud like yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I think uh, very proud. Um, and I think growing up, I was always just like Newcastle's the perfect size and the best place ever. But that was because mm. I didn't hadn't lived anywhere else. And then I'm very much I love big cities and all that. But I think I'm now getting to the point where I'm like, oh, but yeah, it's just a great sized town, and it's everyone there's just lovely. Mm. So very You've proud. You kind of booked the trend because almost everyone, I mean, so I like to sort of reassure myself. Most of the people from the UK I've spoken to have been like, oh, yeah, where I grew up, it was like a little bit racist, uh, quite conservative. I'm not really that proud of it. And I told myself, oh, I think it's because when you're a teenager, wherever you grow up, everything sucks. You know what I mean? Like nothing's good enough. <laughs> like, and yeah, then, yeah, yeah. You just turned my theory on the, on on its head completely. <laughs> there are nice places to live when you're a teenager. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think um, I think that's probably because I'm also basing it on the people I interact. You know that thing of like everyone I interacted with was lovely and they're still my friends, but I mm. didn't. I'm not basing on what, you know, maybe the mayor says or something because I don't know what they're up to. But yeah. uh, but also I think when I was, like when I was a teenager, I went through periods of being very sad and stuff, but I mm. never, I think Newcastle always felt like the place keeping that safe. Rather, I never had that thing from all the movies where they're like, one day I'll get out of here and blow. I was just like, I hope I never, mum said I never wanted to grow up and I was always just going, I don't want to be older. Why would I? And I'm still like that. So yeah, I think I always associated Newcastle as nice, safe and happy place. And mm. yeah, hence I didn't like going away for uni is not a big thing in Australia. So I never even okay. considered it really. But um, I think that made it all feel, that really cemented it in my head. Cause I think if I'd gone away when I turned 18 maybe that would have made me associate wherever I went with with like you know freedom and blah blah but because I stayed mm. another few years then it that's where I now associate uni and those silly times so mm. that's nice but yeah those I, I never liked that thing in stand-up when I started of sometimes people would I'd think they'd try to make their town sound rougher than it was did you ever notice yeah. that I and think I always, maybe that's, I wonder if that's just, again, a way that people relate in the UK. Yeah. Because it's like, regardless of, you know, where we work and what our views are, we all probably had a similar upbringing. It's a bit like talking about the weather, I guess, you know? So it's kind of like, 
it's an easy conversation start because no one's like, actually, I love where I'm from. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, it's funny though, I say that because me and my, one of my closest friends that we, we went to university together and then subsequently to Brighton where I live now. And we have, like, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm, I wouldn't go so far as to say I'm proud of where I was from, but I'm not embarrassed by it. And I quite like going back and stuff. Whereas he is kind of like, oh yeah, it was just awful, wasn't it? And I feel like, we had this totally different experience, you know, even though, I mean, that's what it comes down to. I mean, I think it'd be interesting if I could interview like in another series, like people from exactly the same town and see how they're, you know, cause I think obviously the individual makes a big difference, but um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, again, I know that you really like where you grew up and you, you're clearly very uh, fond of it and you miss it, but if you were given like the opportunity. Oh, can start... I just say though, I've also just realized that mm. I also used to get annoyed the first few years I moved here when I'd run into Aussies who just sat there talking about banging on about how good Australia was and how much they missed it. So I spent 10 years not right. doing that because I did mm. hate that. I think you've just caught me A, at the end of a pandemic <laughs> um, and B, just getting older and missing. So while I'm saying I love Newey, I'm not saying, oh my God, it's the best place you all have to, sure. this place sucks because obviously <laughs> I like uh, London because I've been here 13 years but um, mm. yeah that used to do my head in Australians abroad used to always just go there'd be certain ones you'd meet who'd just go oh I miss this specific confectionery so much and I'd be like do you I don't have any confectionery that I have to <laughs> <laughs> like but yeah uh, but sorry what were you saying? no well what I was going to ask and maybe um, is basically if you could just like have a do-over and you got to choose where you grew up and when anytime any place real or fantasy what would it be um can i give several half answers oh yeah yeah so i'm trying i've been trying to think um uh like being gay um, to add a realism factor there's not mm -hmm. very far back you can go where it's better than <laughs> growing up right now so Very that doesn't, otherwise I would say, you know, maybe it'd be fun to have tried being a teenager in the 60s. I'm sure that could have been cool, but only if you're a very specific <laughs> set of <laughs> very specific circumstances. Mm. Um, and so I think like um, uh, in the 90s, I've really realized now that the 90s were very good in terms of pre-internet. Yeah. So, I pre-internet but we still had you know a lot of nice social progress that you still have now so yeah. um, you can vote but it's not on buzzfeed polls yeah yeah and you and you can you and your friends can go out and get drunk without it showing up on the internet but you can go out yeah. and get yeah yeah um so my answer then is no, number one would probably actually be somewhere like newcastle just that similar mm -hmm. setting because you've got everything you need but if not either I mean Hogwarts that would be good that? I you feel like that? they must um be vaguely I would want to be in Hogwarts but not be one of the kids that was in all the drama because imagine if you were at Hogwarts but you weren't in any way involved with any of the it's got to be some Voldemort like, stuff <laughs> fan fiction about these kids that don't even can you like in the same way like all the all the really cool kids at school were like you know getting into cars and going to places and yeah. we you knew nothing about it this whole like sub like um 
group of people in Hogwarts that don't know there are wizards there and stuff. That'd be yeah, amazing. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who just hang out like they're learning to be wizards but they're just with their nerdy friends just like doing some stupid spells on the weekend but they're not like <laughs> they don't have to talk to harry and his all, all his personal drama and blah blah mm. um or i reckon like maybe a a 90s high school film i've always i oh, think yeah. we've watched so much american stuff like that that it kind of mm. looked fun but except i wouldn't want to be involved in any of their clicks they made it look they actually made high school look horrific yeah. but could be one of those ones that's it's i i hate how they have all of them are always like i'm the uncool loner but maybe you could find some people like that who weren't whingy about it and hang out with them <laughs> <laughs> um so i guess i've given you three half answers well they kind what? of so you know if you want to combine them you want to go to a wizard school in a small town in australia in the 90s yeah i basically <laughs> i basically said the life i had but add wizarding <laughs> which well, is, is basically all i wanted in high school to make yeah. things sort out yeah well this has been a horrible way to find out you aren't a wizard i'll be honest but um, <laughs> all australians are wizards did you not know <laughs> I, I didn't know that yeah yeah <laughs> um no that's really i think that's a really great answer i love it and it's just so nice to talk to someone that's like, you know, likes where they grew up. It has been quite refreshing. I think I've, I've only recorded a few of these, but I can't think of most people in like at best. Yeah, it was it was all right. You know, I can't complain. Um, so it's, it's really nice. Uh, yeah, and refreshing. yeah. Yeah. Um, what have you got going on? Where can people uh, catch up with you these days? Um, I would say the best place is for fresh entertainment right now if you follow me on twitter mm -hmm. i'm using the lack of gigs to make stupid videos and things like that so mm, um, enjoying them you can find them on twitter that would be the best place i have a film podcast but um uh you can find that by looking up a thin layer of film on mm -hmm. podcast but i haven't got a new series of that yet so i'm not sure if that will keep going but yeah that's cool yeah, doesn't have doesn't you know you don't have to have something going on right this second. That's cool. I feel like I should, or they'll judge me. Oh no! Tell me about it. Tell me about it. Why do you think I'm doing this? <laughs> Why do you think I'm making constant ridiculous videos? Going, oh, don't judge me. I've got. I need to get work. Will this video get me work or get me the end of all work? <laughs> oh, the, the pressure we put on ourselves that everything you know before you could just do stuff for fun when you didn't have the time, and now oh we've got all God. the time. Every Everything has to be for something it's just crazy oh don't have you yeah i'm so that's very nice to hear you say that because it's <laughs> um it's sending me crazy and i feel bad i keep trying to explain it to cat and um not this not for the podcast obviously um oh i'll but, take uh, it out this one <laughs> yeah yeah um but like just the pressure to I'll just actually no, you can leave this in if we're still recording. Sorry, yeah, I thought we'd fine. stop it. <laughs> I but, meant to um, say at the start, if you want me to, if you retroactively want me to take anything out, that's absolutely fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just I was thinking how much, uh, but uh, yeah. So my girlfriend, like for the last year, like I'm anything I'm working on, I'll be like, just so you understand, this looks like I'm obsessing over a stupid video about sh a shark <laughs> film or something. But here's my plan: if it goes well 
then that gets seen my blah blah, then blah 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 blah, and then they read my film script, and then we're, and then we're set, and we can uh, you know have a family, and I can help us get a house, and blah blah. And if it doesn't go well, everything is doomed, and then you put all that pressure on the stupidest video you've ever made, and oh. people would look and think like, oh, side you're just doing another silly thing, and I'm like. And I'm uh, telling my girlfriend that our whole future rests on how well this video goes. And I just well, don't think you can be creative in that mindset. No, no. It's I mean, if it, if it makes you feel any better, I'm going through exactly the same thing of trying to start a family with your fiance. You know. So, I know. Um, oh, that's no wonder she's been awkward whenever I talk. <laughs> I thought it was the money thing. <laughs> um. Well, it's it's been really nice to have you on. Uh, it's been lovely to catch up with you as well. Um, it's I, been I, so I get, nice. I say this uh, on most episodes, but one of the reasons I, I started this is because um, you, I, meet, I meet lots of people doing stand-up, but I don't know many people. So yeah, yeah, it's yeah, nice yeah. to like, cause like, I don't know where people are from. Like I usually know what country, but that's about it. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like, you know, they're from the South or the North and it's just nice yeah, to yeah, kind yeah. of see, I feel like I'm learning stuff about the people I'm talking to and the world through doing this. It's really nice, it's really, really well, fun. Can I say, A, I knew I would enjoy it because of all the nostalgia I'm feeling right now mm. and because it'd be nice to catch up with you. But then on top of that, you're a very good interviewer. And oh, it, you think? You, oh, wow. oh, very much. You're very, very charming and lovely that you're interested in all things. And you made me feel happy about my hometown. And it was oh, very nice. And really you, uh, mum, when mum and dad listen to this, because they will, Mum will be very excited to hear that Hellsby Hill got a mention. So. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Hellsby. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Frodgham Massive. Yeah. Frodgham, yeah. <laughs> Heidi Reagan, everyone. What a lovely person. I had such a nice time recording that. Um, cheers for listening. Uh, I don't know who's going to be on next week. Um, it's not a cynical marketing technique to make you check back. Genuinely haven't decided yet. Um, but there you go. A little peek behind the podcast curtain. Thanks again for joining and come back next Wednesday for the next episode. Cheers. Shout out to everyone who stayed for the fade out.